Hello, beautifuls. Welcome to Her Sexual Space, a podcast where we create a sex-positive space to engage in empowering discussions for building relational and sexual awareness. I am your host, Janice. This week, we have an, an amazing guest out of St. Lucia. Her name is Shani Victorine. Shani is a regional master trainer of Sokasai St. Lucia. She's a graduate of Trent University in Ontario, Canada, where she received a bachelor's degree in environmental and resource science and then pursued additional education in theater arts and dance with the University of the West Indies. Shani is a teacher of mathematics, English and science and theater arts. Movement and dance are words that have been integral to the life of Shani. To Shani, movement is life. Shani shares every emotion that is felt understood or not, can be communicated through movement. I have conversations with God, myself, and others through movement. The way I walk, the gestures I make while I talk, even the curl of my lips in a smile is part of the life dance. Welcome to the podcast, Shani. How are you today? I am doing great today. I'm good. Awesome. Yeah. How's how's the temperature? How's the atmosphere in St. Lucia? It's nice and warm. Uh, The evenings are still cool. I think we're getting we're still getting some of that cold weather from the States. It's drifting all the way down. Yeah. Um, Of course, it's not as cold as what you would experience. But, you know, it's -hmm. still it's cooler in the evenings, sometimes even a little chilly. Yeah. But it's enjoyable. So, yeah, that's good for for sleep. Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> that means you don't have the fan on. <laughs> I think I still do, you know. I think I need the sound of the fan more than I need the fan itself. Yeah, the white noise. Yes. <laughs> That's our bad habit. <laughs> yeah, so I know that everyone's getting vaccinated. Are you getting vaccinated? I have pre registered. However, mm-hmm. I have not taken myself to get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'm a little nervous, but okay. I I will get it. I, I I will do it. I just have to get up and go. That's, yeah, that, yeah, that's expected. I think a lot of people are on the fence and it's definitely a personal decision. Um, so whatever you decide to do, it's, it's your business. <laughs> yeah. So Shani, um, tell us a little bit about how you show up in the world, how you identify um, yourself as, you know, in, as a citizen of the world. How do you identify yourself? I identify myself as a female. I use uh, the pronouns she and her um, in terms of relationships and connections, Um I would say at this point in my life, I am looking for a monogamous relationship, heterosexual monogamous relationship. Um, I'm single right now, so hey, but hey, listeners, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Hey, (laughs) but that's the goal. That's the goal a monogamous um, heterosexual relationship. And I like that you said at this point in my life, that is so powerful because we can shift gears at any point in time. And it doesn't mean because we started off one way, we, we end that way. So thanks for sharing it like that. 
Tell us a little bit about your background, um, your ethnicity. As you said, I am St. Lucian, born and bred. I, I don't speak Patwa, but, you know, I still count myself as a St. Lucian. You know, some persons <laughs> are like, how are you not able to speak? But um, I am a black woman. My parents are black. However, I believe it's my great grandfather or great great grandfather um, on my mother's side my mother's mother's side um, was a white man so there is that sort of mixed lineage in my bloodline but I identify as a black woman that is how I see myself yes yeah, beautiful. And on this side, I make sure to say Afro-Caribbean. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes we really specify it. <laughs> so let's talk about movement. So, you know, you are original master trainer of Silka Size. How did you, how did you achieve that? Oh. Um, I, my journey with Silka Size began uh, while at university. I was part of the Trent African and Caribbean Student Union. And that time, the organization was a party organization. Um, so we wanted to shift beyond the parties because, you know, parties and that liveliness is part of, a part of um, our culture as Caribbean yeah. people. Mm-hmm. However, we are so much more than that. So one of the things that the exec at the time wanted to um, look into was movement, music, dance, sharing our culture, that aspect of our culture. And a couple of years before I got certified, I found out about Soka Size from uh, Shannon Boudrum, Boudrum mm-hmm. and Andrea Lewis. Yeah. They had a YouTube series called Those Girls Are Wild and they did a session with Soka size. So that was how I first found out about it. I was like, guys, like this would be perfect. I like the the feel of Soka size. It, it seemed to really um, provide us with what we wanted to achieve. So I got certified, started teaching there, came back to St. Musha, continued teaching. And as the demand for Soka size grew, I had to expand. So I ended up taking on roles that were not even given to me. So, you know, I just kind of filled in the show, the shoes, yeah. just did what I had to do to keep the brand alive and to keep persons, um, to fulfill that desire for, for movement from persons. And it, I found myself in the role doing the duties of a regional master trainer. And then it was official. I, I you know, got the official title nice. <laughs> of regional master trainer. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, I mean, it does speak to a longing and a love for dance. And and I wonder for you, when did that first begin? Ah, that began at the tender age of five. Well, that's when it started. I shouldn't say it began in terms of like a love or a passion. Um, I started dancing. My dad was the one who decided I was very shy and and reserved and he figured, oh, this would be a good way for me to kind of get out of my shell. So I started dancing um, classical ballet with the St. Lucia School of Ballet and Modern Dance from the age of five. So for that period until uh, form four, which is probably about 15, I was probably 15, 
14, 15, around that age, so about nine years, I, I did classical ballet training. And uh, I stopped in Form 4 to focus more on my academics. I was terrible at type management. <laughs> did not develop those skills as yet. Um, so I just stopped dancing and... Uh, focused on my academics for the next four years, essentially. I mean, I did a little a little shake of a leg here and there, um, whether it was in church or, you know, a different activity the school had or something of that sort. Um, but to say the training that I was doing before, that stopped. Um, when I left um, Sir Arthur Lewis Community College, I began teaching and that is when the principal at the time, Mrs. Irene Dujor, she said to me, you know, you need to do this course. That was one of the things that she definitely pushed her staff to do, to further their, their skills, their education, and to just grow as individuals. So I did this course through the Crystallites Dance Academy with mm -hmm. UE, with the University of the West Indies. And that is really when... Um, it really broadened my perspective on dance. I had been doing one type of dance and that was all I knew. And doing that course with Yui, <clears throat> I was exposed to a number of other genres of dance. Um, folk, St. Lucian folk, Afro, Afro folk, um, contemporary hip-hop. There were just so many different styles that we explored and I felt like my mind literally expanded like you know it grew and I was like wow like this is fascinating I love the way that each style has its own its own set of rules if you may but it communicates something it communicates in a different way. You can tell the same story using so many different dance styles. Yeah, it's still it the same story. Universal. Yeah. Exactly. But there's just, yeah, different ways of expressing yourself and how things suit. One style may suit something better than the other. So that was, that was I think, a, a true growing moment for me. When I stopped dancing, that's when I realized how much I love dance, you know? They always say you never miss the water till the well runs dry. And yes. that is so true. So in, in that period when I stopped dancing, I I was bored because I didn't know what to do. What else what else was there to do, you know? Um, so I, I jumped on that when I got the opportunity to do the course. And when I went to study at university, I I was like, I have to continue. I have to continue dancing. And I did by joining the school's dance team, competitive dance team. And from there, I learned even more. So, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and like you, I do have a, a deep passion for dance. Um, I didn't start until like secondary school. I did um, some dancing with the dance troupe, the Leon Hess dance troupe. And then it wasn't until after A-level um, I joined um, Les Enfants. I think I did that for maybe two years before I left for school. But that was an amazing outlet. Like I enjoyed just being with the other ladies and 
doing our thing and our performance nights. We did hotels and all of that. That was so fun. Um, and it's something you miss, you know, even now like I have to find moments intentionally to dance, whether it's for the kids or in the <laughs> mirror by myself. Um, you know, it, it's something that I, don't, I think is just ingrained in, in, in our African DNA. Like it's just, we, we move. That's kind of how we, we communicate. Exactly. And, and um, you know, life moves through us. So I think um, it's, it's amazing that you were able to continue that process. Um, so now that you have, you know, you're at the front lines of um, Soka Size, um, let's talk about the brand for a bit. Um, what does it stand for? And, you know, what, what, what is the mission? Okay, so the purpose or the mission of Soka Size is to empower revelers, which are the clients, persons who do the mm-hmm. sessions, to use movement to have that holistic development of themselves. So there's a philosophy with Soka Size that is the flaunt philosophy. It stands for feel good, look good attitude, have an exude a positive attitude, unleash, nice up yourself, take time for you. So the aspects of Soka Size are encompassed in that. And and we want to create a platform where you do get that total body workout, but then you, you go beyond just the physical aspect of the workout. It's a community as, as you mentioned, you know, before about having that experience of dancing together, performing together, it builds community. And um, Soka Size offers that as well, uh, that community where is it's beyond just, well, I'm here to exercise, you meet persons, you develop relationships, and, um, you know, you're doing something good for your physical and mental well-being. Yeah, because I think dancing is our way of... Um it's our way of therapy, right? Oh yes. <laughs> and sometimes we think people just like to fat, but it's I think it's more than that. It is the freedom they feel when their body is just you know, it's it's like you're in your own world and, and everything, all the stress, everything is just left behind. I think there is a, a part of that too that is really just really part of how we cope, right? Yes. How we cope with, with the struggles of life. And I think I think what COVID showed is the fact that so many carnivals had been cancelled and persons are like what what am I supposed to do now like you know it's like a piece of us has has been erased well not erased yeah. but you know or put on pause so yeah pause. for me like I don't I don't fit regularly you know like throughout the year I'm I'm not a fetter to say you know well, there's this party or there's this um, boat ride or so but from the 1st of June, when um, opening of Carnival happens, yeah. until Carnival Tuesday, I'm out and about. I'm at the <laughs> parties. I'm, I may not jump on the road, or I may I may do more of the fets and not jump, or I may not do as many fets and jump. But I know this is my little time in the year where I'm, I'm releasing. It's my release point. Yes. So yeah, it definitely is part of our DNA. Yeah, I love that. I definitely miss carnival. I keep telling my husband I have one more carnival left in me. <laughs> I just need to block off the the summer for it. But yeah, it's it's important. It's just our way of just feeling free and just 
just no worries, just with freedom. So Shani, tell us about the tagline, sexy, sultry, strong. I think it's a bold and empowering statement. And I wonder, what do you hope that women connect with? Maybe when they see your promotions out there and what can they take from the experience um, when they are with you and they have left um, the facility? What do you expect that they, they take from it? So we expect to empower our revelers, as I said, to move their bodies. A lot of times persons are afraid of certain movements and we want them to understand that connecting with your body and being able to appreciate, love, value your body um, requires you being free with it. So our movements are of, not all the movements, but you know, we do, we do have those movements that we want you to know that you as a woman, as a female, as, you know, that, that, um, body that you are sexy no matter what shape you are no matter um no boobs big boobs you know big hips no hips bum no like whatever you as the individual you are sexy you do have that energy you are sultry and you have a strength because of those things you have a strength as well as being physically strong um, we want persons to know that it's okay, move your body, enjoy the movement. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, move and have fun and be empowered by your movement. Be confident in that movement. Yeah. And I think in all of that, I'm hearing be at home with your body, you know? Yes. So I think a lot of people are disconnected from themselves. And just because, you know, we are we have that hustler DNA in us and we just go through life and sometimes having a moment to just reconnect and ground in yourself. I think that is a, a part of mindfulness and, and, and grounding. Yes. Um, so I like that they have that opportunity maybe after a long day, or I think you have early morning, you have early morning yeah. events as well. Yeah. So before the day starts, they can begin to feel centered um, before they, you know, take on the stress of the day. So I think that is, that is um, amazing. Um, you know, I, I would love something like that. I wish I, and I'm sure there, there are opportunities for it. I think a lot of our gyms nearby, they, they have programs like that. But, you know, actually go out there and do it. <laughs> so that's a thing. Um, but I, I love it. I love that you create an avenue for that. So do you see this as an outlet for healing or as a way for them to connect with their sensuality and sexuality as well? I definitely see that. I see I see soca size and movement in general as an avenue for for that connection with sensuality. Um, mm -hmm. There is a certain section of soca size called wine and tone, and I don't know for all the other instructors, but I know for myself <laughs> that is really the point where. I, I get them to really hone in and zone in on themselves. Like, forget you're in a room with other people, you know? This is your time, and it's time for you to take off those layers and just let loose and enjoy moving your body. I know for me, there are times when I, I need that certain energy, you know, that, that fire, that sass, that... Mm. And... Uh, 
I take myself to that place in the class, you know, I have visualized or felt like, yeah, I'm not in the class anymore. You know, I'm on a stage putting on that hot performance or I'm with a partner and doing a lap dance or, you know, something of that sort. So even for me as the instructor to pass on that energy to my revelers, I have to embody it. You know, I have to be able to, to connect and be able to show that this is a connection, you know, you enjoy yourself. There's certain movements and I see the revelers hovering their hand over their skin, you know? So if it's a caress, you're bringing your hands up from your knees, touching the body through to the, the shoulders and then over your head. And they're not, they're not making contact with their hand. I'm like, no, touch it touch it you know <laughs> and it really changes the movement from sliding it over with that airspace versus feeling your hand actually touching your skin and saying yes okay i'm feeling good so they're making that connection and and i think in some ways some persons are healing that bond with themselves you know some persons are uh if they did not enjoy touch, they're beginning to enjoy touch and they're enjoying it from themselves first before, you know, they get it from someone, someone or somewhere else. And I yes. feel like that's, that's very important. Being able to, to enjoy and stimulate self is important because if you're not able to do it with yourself or you don't know yourself, how can you explain or express to someone else what you would like? You have yes. to know it for yourself. Mm -hmm. I swear by that self-exploration. I think that's, that's what it is and discovery. So what age ranges do you see? Um, typically, what is your class encompassed of? The average age is mid-20s to mid 40s mm -hmm. uh, we do have a program so we do have soccer size kids which is specifically geared towards um i believe the age is about six six to 14 somewhere around that age range um it may be lower than six but um that's the age range that we're looking at and that that program the soccer size kids program of course will not be sensual in nature but it's still the exploration of self and of mm -hmm. the body through movement yeah that's good and i ask about the the age range especially for older women because i imagine you're using a lot of hip circles a lot of hip thrust um yeah. you know a lot of those spinal stuff and <laughs> i think that's good that's good for our bodies you know it's true. i know it is yeah especially as we're coming up in age and you know certain things are getting stiff um, I think it's it's good to have a routine like that. That's kind of just you know <laughs> keep things the machine oiled, <laughs> right? Right. I was about to say WD forty, but yeah, it keeps, <laughs> keeps keeps it you know keeps things flowing, and that's good. And I think that's great for even um, sexual activity. And I wonder, do you connect the dots for them, like how it can benefit them in their um, sexuality and? you know, just with them achieving pleasure? I, I do it indirectly. Mm -hmm. um, I say indirectly because while I am quite open and free to discuss um, 
sexual pleasure and and things of that nature um there are persons within our soca size community that are not as publicly open and i'm deliberately saying publicly open because you know sometimes people discuss these things but more in private and not just you know in general or with anyone present um yeah. but i do encourage persons to explore the movement further uh one of the things i like to say is practice at home with or without a partner so there's certain movements um like we do the bridge you know you're on your back and you're doing that hip thrust or that pelvic thrust into the air and sometimes mm-hmm. we hold it up sometimes we rotate the hips in that position and i'm like all right guys don't forget practice at home with or without a partner so they're connecting it in my in my comments of yeah. practicing at home or you know um they're connecting it there are certain movements there's a particular one like the caress i always tell them you know you're using your expensive body wash or your, or that expensive lotion you know that one where you know you're going to you're going to feel good you you don't need not the one you use every day you know that special occasion one so they're they're being mindful they're connecting the movement with a feeling with an emotion and they're they're you can see the faces change like the expression changes the mm. way the hand is moving or the way the body is moving you see a difference in that motion when when those statements are made so yeah. that's why i say indirectly i don't outwardly say well you know when you're in, in this position in reverse cowgirl <laughs> and then you do this and like no <laughs> But they connect, they're connecting. Yeah, but that's good information. So, you know, I would maybe put out a survey to see, like, you know, do you all want to know how this can be useful? You know, because that's good. Like, even if you just randomly said that, but that's good to know that in the reverse cowgirl, I can do this type of thrust or this type of um, um, hip circle movement that's going to make it feel good, right? <laughs> I had one. There was one um, one reveler who had a post actually on Instagram, and um, some other person saw it and they questioned her about it. And they're like, "Oh, how do you know about doing all of this and whatnot?" And I'm here, like listening to the conversation, laughing away because I, you know, I didn't, I didn't make the connection. Eh? And she's like, "Oh, Shani was the one who taught us that." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> So everyone's like, oh, ho. like, um, well, you, you see, <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't like for me, I didn't even make that like I didn't make that connection while I'm telling them, yeah, yeah, practice at home. Like she went on and was like, that is what, oh, when I do this, the practice, and I can do that. And that's what happens. Ah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I didn't re- I need to try that one now. <laughs> yeah. Someone did their homework. That's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> so there are some really good benefits I have found to just movement, um, during sex, you know, I think, especially for us women, I think we have, some of us, we have that block 
that we need to really push past to even get into a space of desire and arousal. And sometimes by doing that, this is how we get our brain activated. Um, even by just doing the hip circles in the shower or in the mirror, doing some some hip thrust, whatever, whatever your thing is, I think that is a great way to kind of send a message to your brain that, hey, you know, to trigger arousal. And I think it's also good for like erotic communication. So you're with your partner, it's just y'all. It doesn't have to be closed off, but it has to be, you, you can have your clothes mm. on and do oh, yeah. a little dance, a little sexy dance, you know, show off what Shani has taught you. Um, <laughs> Do that, you know, Janice. I had a husband. He came to drop his wife, and he's like, "I know, I need to come." So he came, and just before the class started, he said, "Hi, how are you?" So I'm saying, "Oh, hello, hello. This mm-hmm. is yours, okay?" You know, and he's like, "Thank you." So I'm like, "Huh?" Wow. He's like, "Thanks for the class." Like, you know, I need to make my I'm making sure my wife does this class. So I was like, "All right, I got your back. Don't worry." <laughs> Don't worry. I love that. I love that. That's great feedback right there. And also moving generates friction, you know, for your genitals and it allows you to find the right spots for maximum stimulation. So even if clothes on, and I know people like maybe dry humping is so immature, but even if clothes on doing it, you could figure out what works for you, what stimulates, you know, those parts. Um, so I think that's that's really good, and and I and I hope that people are really connecting it and not seeing it as just a workout. But you can take that to to your home, you can take that to your bedroom, and have fun with it. You know, I think it's a great space for women to just just build on those skills and then be one with themselves. So tell me a little bit about um, follow the wine and lead the wine movement. <laughs> Okay, so the concept of the wine would be soca size in general. Um, as I said, there are different there are different programs within soca size. <clears throat> whether it's our regular class, um, the kids, our boot camp, which is a two hour session with a live DJ, uh, weights, wine, and tone, whatever it is, like the whole product of soca size is considered the wine. So when we encourage persons to follow the wine, we want them to follow Soka Size, to be a part of the movement, be a part of the community, to join in, have fun, you know, join our little safe space, let loose and connect with our movements. And to lead the wine means, you know, take that love of Soka Size a step further and be the one to empower others to have that safe space, to explore movement and explore themselves and get sexy, sultry, strong in the process. Yes, I love that. So for persons who may not be fortunate to take the classes, um, how would you encourage them to take small steps to include movement in their daily rituals? For me, I would recommend music. Music is an excellent way to get you moving. Whatever style or, or genre of music that you fancy, just put the music on, let the music do its thing. You know, don't don't um, restrict yourself. Let the music move you. And even if, like, at first you may feel, oh my gosh, like I'm probably doing this crazy, crazy movement or I'm dancing and it's not the way 
people within my circles dance, that's fine. Allow your body to move. And from then you will begin to connect and say, oh, well, you know, I like the feeling of this, even if it's a little non-traditional or whatever, but I, I feel good when I do this. So I feel good when I do that. Um, But yeah, for me, I definitely would say music and um, allow yourself to move. I think uh, clothing is a good part of it as well. Whatever you wear or don't wear, I think that that adds to it because it's part of the feeling. If you have clothing that you're not comfortable in, um, that doesn't make you feel good, then you won't want to move your body. Yeah. Anyway, you know, so wearing things or not wearing things that um, make you feel good for some people, you know, it's wearing the sexy underwear or wearing wearing your lingerie under your regular clothes and you go to work with your your cute little panties and bras and stockings and whatnot or not wearing any underwear or, you know, if it is um, wearing a dress with no underwear or wearing... Um, whatever it is, you know, because yeah. different fashions, different styles, different tastes, whatever, whatever makes you feel and look good, it will translate. Like you will walk differently when you feel good. So, and and as you said, like I believe even your walk, that's part of your your movement. Mm-hmm. Add a little pepper, add a little, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I like that you brought up music because I think um, music is definitely one way to, you know, to get us in that space. And and I wonder for you, do you have a, a playlist that you go to? I know some people and I, I too, I'll raise my hand. I have a sex playlist. I have a playlist for good days, a playlist for motivation, a playlist for bad days. So I think it's really good to have a playlist, um, some songs that really connect with you that can get you in that space. So I wonder, just as a, (laughs) just for fun, um, is there a playlist that you have and what is your, your top song? Oh, your top songs? <laughs> um, I don't think I can safely say I have one specific playlist or one mm. specific song. Um, they're probably, like, you know, there's always that song that you hear and you're like, yes! <laughs> um, I don't know that song right now. Like, it's not popping in my head, but I know there are a couple of songs. Like, when I hear it, it, it evokes a different mood. Um I like certain dancehall songs, like yeah. dancehall, um, R and B. I found I've been listening to a lot of hip hop as well, like Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. She gets me going, like yes. <laughs> um, but I, for me, I listen to a wide array of music, and depending on depending on the mood. So sometimes I want a bit more. Um, fire and action you know um i want a bit more power mm-hmm. kind of um, thing so i would i would choose music that has a heavy bass line you know um so probably heavy bass line maybe raunchy lyrics 
ratchet kind of music. Mm-hmm. I'm talking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, and then other times you want something a bit more sensual. So maybe more R&B. I like um, Miguel for sure is one of my artists that I love. There are a couple of songs. I think, you know what song I really like? Um, Rihanna's song, Sex With Me. Mm. I think that that's one of those for sure that I'm like, yes. That's the, I'm in charge. I'm taking control of of what's happening and I'm owning it, I'm claiming it and I'm rocking it. That's one of those for sure. Like that's one, but yeah. Yeah, I like um, some jazz, like on contemporary or I don't know if you've heard of Masego. He is like at the top of my list. <laughs> I I'll love to do some investigating. Yeah, I love his music. I like her as well. Um, yes. Yeah, that's that's kind of my style. Um, that that really helps me connect with my sensuality, and of course, Michael Robinson is up there too. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. I recently listened to um I think it was a tiny desk, Wale. Mm. And I I was taken back by the song Lotus Flower Bomb. Oh yeah. I really love that song. Yeah. Like there's so many songs you hear and then yeah. when you hear them again you're like, yeah. <laughs> And I was painting while I was listening to the yeah. song, and I like I stopped painting, and I'm I'm there dancing in the in the house, swinging my hips, and I'm like I should I should record this man, like you know, <laughs> I was just really in the zone, and I just felt so good. I was like, oh, yes, yeah. that's a good one. So, that one has been on my playlist since <laughs> since university. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I need to erase it to make yes. memories. <laughs> Yeah, but I love how music and even in those memories, you know, memories mm-hmm. are stored in these in these um, playlists. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So I wonder. So also for persons, and I'm a big advocate for inclusion. So persons with disabilities and older adults, and I know you mentioned that you have a 70 year old in your class. Do you plan on like um, curating programs um, to meet that population? We are going to be doing a program specifically for older persons. And actually, I recently, just yesterday, I had a conversation with the founder of Soka Size and I mentioned differently abled um, persons and about in the future, not at this point, it wouldn't be near future because there are other things already in the pipeline. Yeah. Um, but in the in the future, looking at having a program tailored specifically for differently abled persons. And um, we, it was in a meeting setting. I brought it up and someone else said the first thing that we could do is actually just sensitization with the instructors as is, you know, so sometimes we think differently abled and we think extreme, you know, someone who you requires a wheelchair or is mm-hmm. crutches or, you know, that kind of way. Um, but sometimes visually impaired persons, persons who have hearing impairments, they are differently abled, but they still can enjoy the class. So just being able to understand how they would connect with the music, with the instruction, with the direction, with the movement. Um, but that is something that we are going to be looking into. I love that. Really, really expanding the community and um, mm-hmm. 
having a lot more inclusion and having persons enjoy movement in their own way, however it yeah. feels good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I think one of my earliest, because I have had plans of becoming like a Zumba instructor, but I just haven't had the time. And one of the populations I really wanted to work with was um, those people in assisted living homes, um, because it seems sometimes like, just be so boring like they just sit there all day playing cards and kneading crocheting i think it could be a good way to implement some movement and of course i know there are lots of things to take into consideration but having a plan for you know and knowing right how far you can go not everyone's going to be able to do all the things so that's good i like that you're starting to take steps towards that because i think it's important um but i wonder what other projects are you currently working on during this pandemic so we had a boat ride that we we have been doing for the last two years in St. Lucia. Um, the boat ride has been done in Toronto for a number of years, a lot more than two. <laughs> um, but that had to be put on hold. Um, hopefully we can get it back up and running. Um, but we're also looking into doing a couple of retreats. So having persons do a, your, your I like to say, your typical or your usual unplug, unwind retreat. Yes. Um, but also wanting to do a retreat that taps into looking at movement and sensuality and connecting the two even further yes. beyond the soca size. And just... Grown woman thing. Right. <laughs> your big woman segment. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Um, that's, that's definitely one of the things, I think that's one of the first things that we're going to, going to be focusing on here. I like that. Let me know when that's happening so I can be there for it. I love retreats and something like that. I would wake up, I would gladly wake up early in the morning to to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what advice would you give someone? And I always ask that because I'm a, you know, when it comes to career paths and resources, um, I just wonder what advice would you give someone who was maybe wanting to pursue this full time? Um, you know, how would you guide them? Um, I would say no, no, exactly what. Have a plan. Have a plan. Have a mm-hmm. plan. You're you're going to be flexible with your plan, but having a general idea of what you would like to do, how you would like to do it, it helps along the way. Um, I would definitely say curate your team, your crew, your clique, those persons who are going to be closest to you. You want to have persons who understand the journey that you're going to be going on and understand that you're going into a business, persons who can guide you um, because it's all fun and games. Oh, yeah, well, you know. I'm just dancing and that sort of thing, or I'm, I'm working out or helping persons work out or so, but <clears throat> you want to be rewarded for or compensated for that work. Like yeah, at the end of the work. day, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, you're enjoying the work that you're doing. You're so, but you're being, you're being compensated for that, for the work that you're doing. You know, it does take a bit of, of planning of, you know, it, it, it's not just wake up, go and teach and that's it you know there is preparation involved there is um it's a constant constant um what is the word constant growth like you have to constantly be learning that's it yeah you don't 
get your certification and that's it. You have to keep learning and growing and learning new things, exploring new things. Um, don't be afraid to try different things as well. Um, sometimes we figure, oh, well, this is what I'm doing and that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be I'm limited. Pers- that's it. Yeah. I'm a personal trainer and that's it. As a personal trainer, try a dance fitness class and vice versa. If you're doing dance fitness, go lift weights every so often or do someone else's class as a, as a participant to see what works, what doesn't work, what you can improve on. Because sometimes someone does something and you're like, oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. I, I never thought of trying it this way. Or by doing a class, you understand what your participants are experiencing and how you can improve. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like definitely curate your circle, never stop learning, um, and just just be prepared, have a plan. Yeah, I love that. And um, I wonder, do you have any like upcoming um, events or anything that you're doing right now? Um, how are you guys pivoting uh, during this time? At this point, the physical classes have resumed. Um, but we have maintained our virtual classes. So we have our virtual classes happening. And the the plus of the virtual is that once you're available, it doesn't matter where you are physically, you know, you can log into one of our sessions and you can find the information. Um, we use Instagram more than Facebook, but if you message on either platforms, you will get a response and we can send you the information about uh, the the virtual sessions that we have. But the virtual did allow us to connect with persons who may have done soca size with me previously when I was in Canada. And because I'm back in St. Lucia, have not been able to, or with persons who came down to St. Lucia for vacation, did the sessions, and then were not able to do it when they returned back home. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I love that. No, no barriers, right? <laughs> in these times. Okay. So where can our listeners connect with you online? I know you said Instagram is your primary um, source um, anywhere else. Um, Instagram, Facebook. So that would be Soka Size St. Lucia, S-O-C-A-C-I-Z-E-S-T-L-U-C-I-A. Um, they could check out the Soka Size website for information about Soka Size and um, possibly sessions where they are located. There are quite a few instructors in the world, yeah, in the world, because we recently had an instructor get certified in Japan. So, nice. so the size, yes, has spread. It's worldwide now. That's full stuff. <laughs> um, they can also email me, shani at sokasize.com. Yeah, and touch base. Yeah, so if you had to register for a, to be part of it, where would be the first place to, to start? Would they just message you? Or yeah. was there a, like a parent company with kind of the process? If you're doing it with me specifically or with Soka Size St. Lucia, one of our instructors, the easiest thing would probably be to message. Yeah, Whether it's email, IG or Facebook, yeah, just shoot us an email. Hey, I want to register. The link for the registration is on our IG page, our Instagram page. So they could just, if they go to the profile, they could just click and they would be able to register for one of the classes there. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your abundance of knowledge and resources and just the benefits on how it could help women. And and I know that I focus a lot on women because... <laughs> You know, I think I, I want women to be more comfortable in showing up as their true selves and their most authentic selves. And even in doing something like that, where it focuses on um, not just sexiness, but also on strength. Um, I love that. And I, I just want them to see how they can connect those dots in the bedroom or in the intimate lives, honestly. And I think the work you're doing is powerful. And I think that the space you have created, it is it is, um, you don't often find women just wanting to be in a space where they're allowed to be vulnerable. Um, but I think just having it focused on movement and dance, I think that's a great, a great place to start. It's almost like group therapy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Shani, for being with us oh, today. Gosh, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yes. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us this week on Her Sexual Space. For more information on this week's topic, check us out on Instagram at Her Sexual Space Podcast or hersexualspace.com where I will feature Shani and you can add her in the comments about anything we mentioned in the, um, on the podcast. Um, please subscribe to catch every new episode don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe and follow us on all the platforms and see you guys next week bye